Breaking news tonight, a Malaysia Airlines flight with 239 people on board, including four Americans, has gone missing. Flew for less than an hour and then vanished without a trace. 495 pages released with absolutely no clues as to, as to what may have happened. Today, we will be talking about the greatest aviation and modern mystery of all time. That is, the disappearance of Malaysian Airlines Flight MH370. You're listening to Mysteries on Earth. I'm your host, Holly Fortino. Join me as I delve deep into the greatest unsolved mysteries this Earth has ever seen. From fact to theory, secrets of the past and present will be uncovered. Let the investigation begin. The Malaysian Airlines flight MH370 took flight March 14, 2014. They left the Kuala Lumpur airport in Malaysia heading to Beijing, China. There were two pilots flying the aircraft that night. The first pilot was 27-year-old Farik Hamid, who was in training. This was to be his last training flight, where he would be fully certified after. His trainer was the pilot in command, 53-year-old Zahari Ahmad Shah. Zahari was a highly respected and very experienced pilot, having over 18,000 hours of flight experience. He was also one of the most senior captains at Malaysian Airlines. He even had an elaborate Microsoft flight simulator in one of his two homes. Both pilots were seemingly happy and financially stable. Farik flew the plane while Zahari controlled the radios, a very standard procedure. On board were also 10 Malaysian flight attendants and 227 passengers from all over the world. The flight took off at 12.42 in the morning. Nineteen minutes later, at 1.01 a.m., Zahari reported that they had leveled off at 35,000 feet. This was unusual. Pilots generally only report leaving altitude, not arriving. By 1.08 a.m., the flight crossed the Malaysian coastline and set out across the South China Sea, towards Vietnam, right on track of their path. The flight was now supposed to be switching from Malaysian to Vietnamese air traffic control. Zahari radioed back and forth with Malaysian air traffic controllers as he was supposed to, except he didn't read back the frequencies he was supposed to. He simply said, Good night. Malaysian 370. Those were the last words ever heard from flight MH370. Just seconds after the flight crossed over to Vietnamese airspace, the aircraft dropped from any air traffic control radars. By the time the Malaysian air traffic controllers noticed, they just assumed the flight was in the hands of the Vietnamese, somewhere out beyond his range. Meanwhile, the Vietnamese saw the flight MH370 moved into their airspace then disappear from their radar entirely. The transponders sending ping signals either failed or they were deactivated by someone. The flight was supposed to touch down in Beijing at 6 a.m., but of course, it never arrived. Flight MH370 was officially declared missing. The search was initially focused on where the aircraft went missing over the South China Sea, 
Investigators searched these waters for four entire days until breaking news came in. The Malaysian military disclosed that moments after vanishing from radars, the plane went off course from its path. The plane nearly completely turned around, heading back towards Malaysia. The aircraft flew over the borders of Malaysia and Thailand, throwing off air traffic controllers in both countries. After crossing the Malaysian Peninsula, the flight made a right at the island of Penang. After that, it stayed heading towards northwest until it was completely out of the military radar. The final transmission pings were assumed to be in the southern Indian Ocean. This particular part of the ocean was so remote that it took six days just to get out there. A quick reminder that investigators were searching not only the wrong area, but the wrong ocean for four days. The first days are always critical to finding survivors. Multiple nations crossed the vast Indian Ocean, but came across absolutely nothing. 16 months later, on July 29, 2015, a shred of information had washed up. Citizens were cleaning up the beach of a small island east of Madagascar called Reunion. While cleaning up, a section of an airplane wing covered in barnacles was discovered. There were internal markings and dates confirming the piece belonged to flight MH370. This was the first piece of tangible evidence that the plane had crashed somewhere in the Great Indian Ocean. This discovery prompted searches on many beaches along the eastern coast of Africa. As a result, 31 items were found to be from the missing aircraft. Within these items were engine pieces, doors, wing pieces, and many other parts of the aircraft. Now let's talk about what could have possibly happened with this vanishing flight. The first theory that comes to many minds was a hijacking. Investigators found that the day of the disappearance, two passengers boarded the flight with stolen passports. But investigators were not able to link the two men to terrorism. It was determined that they traveled under false identities to seek asylum. There is also the fact that no terrorist group claimed the crash. Majority of terrorists claim their actions to exaggerate their point. Another possibility is that the aircraft caught fire. The flight carried 11 metric tons of cargo as well as its passengers. Within that cargo, there were a lot of lithium batteries. Mind you, lithium is highly flammable. Maybe the flight turned back to Malaysia because it was on fire. But the flight did not make a landing. It continued on past Malaysia and towards the Indian Ocean for several more hours. There was also no evidence of any fire or explosion on the discovered debris. Some folks believe that perhaps there was a loss in cabin pressure, causing the pilots to pass out. This has actually happened before in the past. German pilots passed out due to a loss of cabin pressure. Their aircraft went into autopilot and eventually crashed when it ran out of fuel. But the route of MH370 says otherwise. Autopilot controls could not have possibly made the turns and dips the aircraft took. The flight had to have been operated by a person. There is one unfortunate theory that somewhat adds up. It is the theory that Captain Zahari purposely crashed the aircraft, killing everyone on board. He has actually always been the main suspect. As I mentioned earlier, Zahari had a flight simulator in his home. His simulator had a suspicious route which ended in the southern Indian Ocean. What is also strange is that the aircraft went out of the way to hook around the island of Penang, the very island Zahari grew up on. Perhaps he was saying his final goodbye. 
Again, he also radioed strange and unusual coordinates right before vanishing from radars. But it is all so strange. Zahari appeared to be financially stable and completely normal. No history of mental illness, no strange behaviors or addictions. Like I said, he was a highly respected pilot who loved his job. Nothing quite makes sense of the disappearance of flight MH370. That night, 239 people went missing. Six years later, their friends and families still barely have any answers, and I'm not sure if they ever will. Evidence points towards the aircraft being at the bottom of the southern Indian Ocean. The Indian Ocean is huge, and it has very rough waters. The search is incredibly difficult. Multiple nations and private investigators searched for this aircraft, but could not find it or come up with a solution. The location of flight MH370, as well as all 239 passengers, remains a mystery on Earth. I would like to give credit to the Atlantic.com, Britannica.com, ABC News, and CNN for their in-depth information about Flight MH370. If you want to hear a certain mystery, or you have one of your own, send an email to mysteriesonearth13 at gmail.com. Join me next week for yet another one of the greatest mysteries on Earth. <laughs>